This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi there. This is the Saturday Quiz Podcast, and I am your host, John Leary. As you probably know by now, I ask the 10 questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper, and a different pair of guests each week try to answer them. The Melbourne International Comedy Festival has just opened, so joining me today are two comedians with shows they'd like you to come along and see. One of them has been on this podcast before, and his festival show is called Letters From My Heroes, which critics are calling a convenient way of stringing together a bunch of celebrity impressions. And the other is making his first appearance on this show, but is no stranger to the world of podcasts, hosting his own AFL podcast, Junk Time. His festival show is called High Functioning Idiot. Welcome to the show, Stephen Hall and Adam Rosenbachs. <laughs> Hello, thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. I am uh, Adam, the high function, high functioning idiot. So I can't even say the uh, name of my show. It's not a wow. great start. <laughs> and and Stephen, you, who are the letters for? Who are the heroes you get letters from? Well, there there are all sorts of heroes. There's stars of stage and screen. Um, various- oh, did you did you cut the Hitler one? Yeah, yeah, it didn't didn't play in the previous. Okay, that's reason. interesting. Yeah, kind of, yeah. You were very adamant about doing that when I you were was. talking beforehand. <laughs> yeah, you live and learn. You know, you do, I mean, you do. Yeah, I, yeah, he's got his detractors. There, I've learned this now. <laughs> he does have his fans, though. I mean, yeah, you know, they, they, we certainly saw them on the steps of Parliament House not long ago. Exactly, they weren't in the other night. That's the problem. No, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, Various people. I don't really want to give it away, but hopefully there are some um, surprises in there, and I think I utilise them in ways that are hopefully surprising because it's one thing to be able to do celebrity impressions, but what do you do with them? And uh, I think with this framework I might be onto something. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Good. And what impressions do you do, Adam, in your show? Ah, oh, God, the impression of someone who knows what they're doing up on stage <laughs> for an hour. I think I'd try and get away with that, but I haven't. I haven't gotten away with that in uh, the twenty-four years I've been doing stand-up comedy. So I'll just uh, I'll keep at yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> keep, keep plugging away. Yeah, that's right. What makes a high-functioning idiot, or what makes an idiot high-functioning? Uh, I think the fact that I can hold down a job when I'm basically paid to be a clown. Really, I mean that's what that's what we all aim for, isn't it, Hawley? In an industry where you are. Um, Basically, living out your childlike dreams, and you get to act like a child, yet you somehow still have to pay for insurance and all sorts of things, and electricity and things like that. All adult things. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's a, it's a rare privilege being being allowed to be playful and inventive uh, day in day out, and and for that to be valued, it's it's rare, and 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 it's a yeah, not not many people are allowed to do it. So yeah, it's it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, nice. Now on this podcast, I usually ask my guests if they have a favourite piece of trivia. So before we get into the questions proper, do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? Stephen, do you remember your favourite piece of trivia from last time you were on the show? I do. I think it involved Helen Keller and a breed of dog. <laughs> it sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Helen Keller, the um, yeah, the, the um, blind and deaf uh, author and uh, activist and and his, no, historical figure, Helen Keller, introduced the Japanese dog, breed of dog Ishiko or something to America. Yeah, you, yeah, so, you couldn't so, remember it last time either. <laughs> either. What it was called. <laughs> Yes, um, that was a, a favourite bit of trivia. I can tell you that they made 138 episodes of Get Smart between 100 and f- between 1960, 1966 and 1970, I think. 138 episodes. Oh, here's one. Oh, no, 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 no that reminds me. This is my favourite bit of trivia of all time. Guess how many episodes they were, there were of Are You Being Served? Are you being served? The yeah. British sitcom. We're, yeah, we're doing a lot of with the David day. Jones, wasn't it? Uh, wasn't Grace, that the Grace name? Brothers? Grace oh, Brothers. Grace Brothers. That, yeah. I knew it was. Yeah, one of our. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go UK. They only do yeah. very short runs on that, so six, so eight. So I'm going to go like fifty. Right now, bear in mind the, the nature, the smutty nature of the show, and their torturous ways of doing the most lame and pathetic double entendres. How many episodes do you think? What number would there have been? So how many times would did she stroke her pussy? That kind of thing. Yeah, but okay, okay. Does that same. mean that there were, are you trying to tell us that there were 69 episodes? You got it. There wow. Oh, there episodes. was not. There were 69 episodes of Are You Being Served? Of course Good Lord. Were. Of course there were. Of course That is very genius. nice. Yeah, they had a great idea for episode seventy, but they said nope. We can't do it. <laughs> no, we yeah. stopping that right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where she actually brings her cat in, and you see it, and you're like, ah, oh, well, that's ruined it. <laughs> oh, it's she had a cat all this time. <laughs> uh, what about you, Adam? Do you have a favourite piece of trivia? I mean, I heard something recently that I was like, anecdotally in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, that works out, but I don't know if it's actually officially. I don't know if it's fact, but it sounds like it's really good and any time you see it, you'd be like okay with it, is the yeah. fact that every male son is taller than his mum. Oh. Every male son. As opposed to a female son? You mean every son? Like every every male son? Yes. Every son is taller than his mother? Yes, yes. Every son is taller than his mum, yes. Right. So everyone I, th- everyone I think of, I'm like, yeah, all, all my mates are taller than their mums. Um, and it's just, I think, but <laughs> I am taller yeah. than my mother. I think we all would be. My son is not taller than his mother, but he's only nine. So yeah, that, well, he's got that, some time to catch yeah, up. With probably. Yeah. yeah. That, that sounds like that sounds more like a factoid than a fact. But, mm. You know, it's still good though. Well, no judgment. No, no judgment. Right? This is a safe no, space. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I don't feel it is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's crack into the questions proper. Mm. Uh, here we go. Question number one. Can I True first ask? Or- can I first yes. ask just uh, which which because I love doing quizzes and I often do a lot of these quizzes so I don't want to come in here and look like a genius. I want to flag that I may. Is there a chance that I could have done this quiz? There is no chance that you could have done this quiz because these questions 
uh, in the paper that will appear uh, on Saturday in a publication yet to be published. Oh, in okay, so uh, sorry, I should point out here that I do I do have a DeLorean that when I get it up to <laughs> eighty eight miles per hour. Uh, I can. I do lose three demerit points every time I go into the future, but <laughs> I can come back and go back into the past and get rid of those demerit points. It's a very good. Yeah, system. good. Yeah. I see. Do yeah. you, can you can you accrue points or if you do really good driving for a little while? You know, can you? I think you should be those? able to. I think I think yeah. that should be a theory that uh, if you do really good, like if you. For every time, say if you're in Melbourne or say you're in Sydney, you're stuck in peak hour on the drive home on a Thursday night and you're only doing 20, you're owed 40 kilometres an hour on the weekend at some point. So if the cops were over to 139, you go, hey, I was in peak hour for an hour and a half and they're like, sorry, mate, off you go, fang it, get out of here. I I like this. I like your, uh, yeah. You, if you average, sorry, officer, if you average my speed over the last week, You'll yep. you'll understand that I I'm I'm never speeding. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I'm I think gonna I, use that next time I'm pulled over. I think it's fair, and finally, sanity is prevailed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get the first question out. Here we go. True okay. or false? Traditionally, you can only tell April Fool's jokes until midday on April first. My gut instinct is true. Yes, I believe uh, it is true as well. It is true. Yeah, yeah. very well done. You're both correct. It is true, but it's funny. It's only really in the English-speaking world that that it's true. In the rest of the world, you can play April Fool's jokes whenever you like. And in fact, what, what, in, in, the United, <laughs> in fact, in the United States, they don't even care if it's after twelve. They're like, whatever, keep go- keep going. They write their own. Here's rules, more <laughs> questions on April Fools, though, mm. because no one actually knows the exact origins of April Fool's oh, Day. Oh, I was just about to ask that. Yeah, well, let me tell you this. It oh, is wait. very old. What, by whatever measure you take it, it is very old. Some believe that it originated in France in 1564 after Pope Gregory Thirteenth decreed the switch from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar, which shifted the first day of the year from January 1st to April 1st. So anyone who... Oh, Yes, who who continued to celebrate yeah, was a fool. the New Year on April Fool or, or April first was a fool. Yeah. See, I thought around but, that time it might have been had you come out still with your bubonic pustules all over your body, and everyone's like, "The plague's gone, mate. What are you doing?" And you're like, "You're such <laughs> a fool." You're like, "Oh God, you got, too late. You got what me. a loser." <laughs> you got no, me. No, <laughs> um, Chaucer had already written about April Fool's Day about two hundred years prior to to that happening. Oh, okay. Um, but one of the oldest known prank traditions at this time of year is celebrated on Sidza Bida or Beda, which is the Persian New Year, which falls on either April 1st or April 2nd, depending on things. Um, with jokes being a traditional part of that celebration since at least 536 BC. Wow. Right. So, yeah, it has uh, quite a history. I don't so, know if they kept playing gags after midday. Either. Yeah, but so by that logic, it is possible that uh, during his life somebody pranked Jesus. <laughs> it is Maybe possible. he pranked. Yeah. Well, you look at when April falls. Uh, sorry, yeah. when Easter falls. Uh, so maybe. Yeah. Uh, now we're uh, I, I told you I was dead. <laughs> 
Gotcha. And they're like, dude, it's like three days later. Maybe mate. the you whole know. thing was an, was an April Fool's game. Yeah. I th- yeah, maybe you, you're right. We're busting stuff open today. Yeah. Do, do you know? You guys any... thought I walked on water. I mean, come on. <laughs> Suckers. Do you guys know of any famous April Fool's gags? Yes. Stephen, uh, you're nodding your head. I am. Uh, there was the famous one, the BBC TV panorama show, I think. It was in black and white. So, yeah, it's back in the 50s or 60s. But they 1957 it, it was. Uh, yeah. A, a sort of, which was a sort of a current affair show and they did a special report on Italy's spaghetti trees and they had people picking spaghetti off trees. And, uh, yeah, that's a very famous one. And I think yeah. people, people fell for it too and wanted to, you yes. know, play what, they did, called up nursery they, saying, do you have any spaghetti trees? But also, well, they yeah. called up the BBC. Yeah. Right. So British people were unaware that uh, spaghetti was was made. From, but also yeah, the know, casual and water. The casual race racism slash ignorance to that. To just go, oh, yeah. yeah. Typical, typical. They, they, they're they backwards. They would just pick it <laughs> off a tree. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're... Um, uh, apparently there were hundreds of phone calls made to the BBC the next day asking for information about sp- spaghetti cultivation and how <laughs> yes. they could grow their own spaghetti trees. Yeah, because yes. what happens when it rains? <laughs> well, you've got to get it before uh, nine minutes or it goes beyond al dente. There you That's go. It. They're all Thank out there. Much. They're all That's out there the- picking it. <laughs> nice. All right, question number two. What would you use a tagine for? You say cooking. Can can you spell it, please, sir? Yes, tagine, T A G I N E, or sometimes it's spelt with a J yeah. instead of a G. It's like a Northern African cooking, isn't it? Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, it's that um, that two part kind of dish, which is um, ceramic or clay oh. uh, dish, which is like a sort of flattish plate and a. A kind of triangular dome, or it, you know, conical dome. It sits over a flame, so it can be warmed, or is it just for serving? Exactly. No, it, yeah. it's for yeah. cooking, and it's also the yeah. tagine is also the name of whatever you cook in that. Right. So there's a dish called. Oh, is that right? A tagine as well. Yeah. Okay. Which yeah. is kind of like a. It's different in different parts of of uh, northern Africa. You're right. It's northern Africa and Middle East. And some of it is quite stewy. Yep. Like a sort of tomato like From stew. Family Guy, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's stewy. Could you do a uh, could you do a breakfast tagine? Like, you know, like almost like a breakfast burrito? Sure. Why not? Mm. I, I, I don't see any reason why not. They're very well done. A tagine you would use for cooking. All right, question number three. Richard Osman is the author of the what? Murder Club series, and oh, there's oh, a bonus point for naming which BBC quiz show he is the creator and former co-presenter of. I think I know this. I feel like you do know this. I'm unfamiliar uh, with that name and that uh, the series of books. Okay. I'm pretty sure, is it the Thursday Afternoon Murder Club? It's just the Thursday Murder Club. Ah. So no, it's not April Fools. You can murder in the morning, mate. <laughs> you can murder whenever you like. The Thursday Murder Club <laughs> mm. uh, series, right? And um, in terms of the TV show, that's him off of Pointless, isn't it? Yes. Yes. That's him off of Pointless. Yeah, that's he's him that off tall, of lanky guy with the kind of glasses. Yes. That, that could describe anyone on the BBC. Is yeah, Thursday the best day for murder? Discuss. 
<laughs> well, Is in it? my experience. Mm. Well, I just saw you're heading into Tuesday. the weekend. So maybe like if you've already oh. done your Bunnings shopping on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's not as busy. If you're going to do a murder on a Monday, you head to Bunnings on the Saturday, you've got a lot of people around, a lot of witnesses that you're going to have to take <laughs> care of. So your murder count goes up. What's Bunnings got to do with anything? He's How still, are you getting rid of bodies, mate? the tarpaulin and the... Uh, oh, and holy, the, holy, you know, holy. Right. you got and to the read bone the books. Saw. <laughs> exactly, Sorry, the bone yeah. saw. The bone saw. And also you can get a sausage to get your energy up. And, yeah, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, That's a good point. I also <laughs> think, too, if you have done a murder on a Thursday, you're more likely yes. to kind of probably leave the body in the house or in the boot for a couple of days. And then by the time you take it out on the weekend, there's going to be pesky hikers everywhere as you're trying to get rid of said body. So, again, True. you probably want to – I'd go with a Monday murder club. I think might be better. Perhaps Tuesday. All right. I'll, I'll let Richard, I'll let Richard know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> for uh, the sequel. Completely okay. got it around the wrong way. Mm. Those he's the author of the crime novels, The Thursday Murder Club. That was the first one in the series. Yeah. The second one was The Man Who Died Twice. Mm. And last year he released The Bullet That Missed. Right. All right, question number four. NASA's Curiosity Rover has spent more than ten years exploring which planet? More than ten years, so over more than 2013. I don't think it's Mars. Oh, it landed say, it on Mars. the 6th of August, 2012. I can't think of a rover on any other planet. I, yeah, I that's why was... I'm thinking it's Mars. Otherwise, we would have heard. Because um, yeah, you think it would have to be somewhere close. Like It would be like your Venus or your Mars. Yeah, of course it's, it's Mars. Of course yeah, it's, it's Mars. Mars. It's of be, course it's Mars. Be. Yes, yeah, it's it's Mars. Yeah. Of course it is Mars. The first object from Earth on Mars was a Soviet lander in 1971. Really? Wow. And the first rover was from the US and landed in 1997. And did that That's, was that operational or did it did that, it That that did work for a little while. Yeah. But yes, Curiosity landed on the 6th of August 2012 and there was do you remember the names of the ones that landed in uh 2021? The rover was called Perseverance or Perseverance depending right. on who's saying it. Right. And do you remember it had attached to it a little helicopter? Oh, yeah. Which was called Ingenuity, uh, which which flew around. And it was the first helicopter or the first flying, you know, vehicle. Thing. Or, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, to, to be launched from an, another and fly around another planet. That's cool. Isn't it? It's yeah. good that it's good that drones can annoy people on another planet. It's good that we've reached <laughs> yeah. that level. Yeah. That's right. All right, question number five. What is the only landlocked country in Southeast Asia? Ooh, geography. Uh, I do know this. Brilliant. Good. I'm going to say just, it. Just say the answer then. It is Laos. Very well done. It oh, is Laos. Work. Extremely high-functioning, Adam. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I've, I've actually been to Laos. Have you been? Yes, what? Can I you have. tell me about that? Country. Well, I went for the beaches and really got it wrong. Uh, oh. <laughs> so I really surfing, misread the brochures. Yeah, 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 exactly. Got it wrong. Got it wrong. There's a few rivers there, but uh, not the same. Um, Laos was fantastic. It was kind of very, very slow and quiet. So I imagine it's what Vietnam would have been, say, in the mid-'80s when they were just discovering that people wanted to come over and have a look at it, and it had that kind of vibe to it. They were a bit like the infrastructure wasn't built for great tourism, but lovely people, great food, and just, um, yeah, it was really – I really enjoyed it. Oh, how nice. Mm. Can you – I'll give you bonus points if you can name the countries that it borders. 
it's definitely Vietnam, um, Cambodia. Correct. Thailand. Correct. And maybe China to the north. And one more. Is it Spain? Yeah, I don't think. (laughs) It's not Spain. Let's get there. So I'm just trying to draw a map. Burma. Oh, yes. Myanmar. Myanmar. There you go. Yeah. Sorry, I would have known that because of um, reading up on uh, the Vietnam War. So that's what would have been back then. <laughs> sure. Yeah. The, the, using the historical name. Yes, is, yes. Is quite Siam, right. of course, I meant. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And Indo- Siam to the West. Indo China. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just near Salon. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, very well done. All right. We're going to take yeah. a quick little break. We'll be right back. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss you're listening to the saturday quiz i'm joined today by stephen hall and adam rosenbachs we're up to question number six where on the human body would you find the lunar lay oh i think i know it can you spell it please sir l u n u l a is the singular yeah, and then you put an e at the end of it to to make uh, the plural. I feel like it could be in your ear. How's that sound, Holly? No, absolutely. Um, not. <laughs> it sounds terrible. <laughs> I, no, well, you could be right though. But I I have a hunch it's to do with your fingernails, and the clue oh. is in the lunar part of it, as in lunar, as in moon. And I think the, it might be the little bit at the top of your fingernail where it joins the cuticle, which is shaped like the moon. You are 100% correct. Great right. work. It's those little moon, moon crescent-shaped, uh, yeah, bits on your, on your fingernails. Yeah, it's, it's the opposite end to the end that you bite. Well, depending, depending on right? how deep you go oh, on so right your fingernails. The cuticle-type end. Yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah, right at the end. Not, that, not that the white kind of, bit. Where the skin joins the nail. Exactly right. At the, at the top, so of, at the top of, of the nail. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Question number seven. This one is for you, Adam. Ooh. And it, it might be for you too, Stephen, but it, it is especially for Don't patronise him. <laughs> Which two clubs played a draw in the opening match of the 2023 AFL season? Holly, do you know this one? No, it's over to you. Oh, well, it was uh, my team, Carlton. And the Richmond Football Club. Very well done. It Thank was. You. Do you remember their score? Uh, I'm going to say it was 62 apiece. Isn't that funny? I've asked you for the score and I don't have it in front of me. I think you're a bit high. 58 apiece? I think it was uh, he, he, always, no, he always looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off my guts. Um, I, I think it was 58. Okay, that sounds uh, about thanks. right. It's a very yeah, it was a very disappointing score. It was a very low score. Yes. Do now, here's bonus bonus questions just for you. Yep. Or let me tell you this. Richmond has played in all three of the last drawn ma- the last three drawn matches. Yeah, right. So against uh Carlton this year, yep. against Frio last year, 
and against Hawthorne in 2021. It's, it's an asterisk on their premierships, isn't it, that they just can't get over the line <laughs> they, in the draws. Yeah. The last time that it happened in round one, do you know when the last drawn round one match was? Uh I'm going to say it was uh, like early 2000s. Not bad. It was 2011. Okay. And it was Sydney versus Melbourne. I mean, if you ask me that at the end of the century, then that is technically correct to say early 2000. If you ask me this in 2099. Yeah. Yes, it would be. That's a bonus point right there. Early. That is a bonus point. (laughs) Very well done. He's got you there, John. Yes. I'll, I'll I'll get in the DeLorean. After the show and fix that up. The time before that uh, was 1982. Mm. That's the the time uh, before. Opening round draw, yep. Opening round draw. That was Carlton versus Fitzroy. And if you can tell me the year that the same two teams, Carlton and Richmond, drew in the first round, or was it the first round draw? Or that might have been just. Their last draw. Their last draw. Maybe it's the first round draw. 67? Oh, no, you're a little late. Definitely. 1960. Oh, okay. 1960 for a much higher total of uh, 14-14-98. Both teams finished on 14-14-98. How about that? I mean, I hate draws. Yeah, hate draws. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's the go? Aren't they exciting, though? Isn't it exciting to watch the match? I mean, it is exciting, but also... uh, I mean, for me, on the in the opening round, I felt that Carlton escaped with a win, so I was kind of okay with it. But it's just a little bit of a flat feeling when you're there. You're a bit like, oh, yeah. Like, everyone kind of walks away just a bit like, meh. And do they always have to do it again? What does it mean for what happens next? So in the regular season, it's a draw, um, yeah. and they get two points each rather than the winner getting four. And in oh, the yeah. finals now, they play five minutes each way, they stopped the drawn grand final being replayed after 2010 because I think it threw out so many people's holidays and yeah, ruined oh, yeah. a lot of things. No, it would have caused absolute havoc. Yeah, yes, Just, it did. yeah chaos. Because yeah. yeah. in the NRL, which is my preferred sport, they play Golden Point, which I think is uh, like five minutes each way or something like that. And if if they're still drawn at the end of Golden Point, then it is a draw. Yeah, they're always after a um a result. A result. Yep. I prefer my favorite uh way of getting over draws is the NHL, the the ice hockey league in the United States where on offer in the competition points are 3 points for a win and 0 points for a loss. And if you draw a game, they play I think they play maybe extra time or they have a penalty shootout. And the winner gets two points and the loser of the drawn game gets one point, which I think is a very smart way of doing it. So you get a result, but you also, your team isn't completely uh, not rewarded for, for, you know, playing playing good enough to, to... Almost win. The you only I mean? the only yeah. hockey game I went to was to see at Madison Square Garden. I went and saw the New York Rangers and the Ottawa Senators that ended in a draw, extra time, penalty shootout. It was fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. Well, so there you go. Fun. So in all of these codes, no one's considered rock, paper, scissors? They did that in AFLX. Did to, they? To decide who would kick which end as a bit of fun yeah. at the start okay. of the game. Oh, and that, that's not a joke. Yeah. That, that They actually did that. Did they really? Yeah, did they, they did. Really? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, because it was kind of like a bit of, you know, uh, it was built for the kids and so they were like, yeah, yeah. let's 
like rock paper scissors to start the game. Yeah, bit of fun. Oh, that's funny. Yep. Yeah, great. Right, and then you get a couple of rocks to the chin, and then you're on, mate. Who <laughs> <laughs> brought those scissors out? Yeah, exactly. And don't run with them. <laughs> yes, very well done. You supplied all that excellent knowledge. Yeah, to that's that brilliant. Question. Thank you, Adam Rosenberg. You're welcome. Yes, lucky you're here. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> all right, question number eight. Which Australian banknote is nicknamed the lobster? We know this, don't we? We do. We do. It's the orange one because lobsters are orange. Exactly is right. So which, which is the one? 20. Which is the 20. It is yes. the 20, yes. We, what's, and the pineapple's the 50. That's right, isn't it? The, correct, yes. But I don't know what the 5, 10, and 100 are. Do you? Um. The Grey Ghost oh. was the old 100, wasn't it? The, oh, the grey, wow. The Grey Nurse maybe? Right. Yeah, right. And the old Because what fi- colour is it now? It's sort of greenish. It's now. green. It's, it's green, definitely yeah. green. Yeah. The old mint, we call it. Um, <laughs> the peppermint The old, the old mint leaf, it. yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> and the, the fiver, if you gave it a name, would just be embarrassing yourself. And the 10 is the ten's blue. What the 10, you? now, does the, yeah, uh, uh, does the 10 have Banjo Patterson on it or it used to? Yeah, I think or, that's right. Or it does now. That is an excellent question. We should know who and what we is should on know the Saturday quiz. Well, that in the Saturday quiz. Can you tell yeah. me who is on the current $20 note? No, um, I can't. I can't remember the last no? time I looked at one. I, no I, idea? No. Can you? Oh, you've got uh, one right there. Who have you got? Oh, it's John Flynn from the John, Flying Doctor Service. John and, Flynn and Benjamin the Franklin. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Wait a minute. Might, this might be a bit fishy, this one over here. No, who's that on the on the obverse oh, or the? That's Mary, Mary Riley. No, Reby. Reby, Mary Reby. Mary Reby. Do you know what anything she... about Mary Reby? No. Um, Let me tell you this. She's orange. She, <laughs> she's orange. She, Mary, was transported to the colony of New South Wales as a convict hmm. at the age of fourteen or fifteen for stealing a horse. She married a junior officer following her emancipation. And the pair of them proved quite the astute business people setting up land on the Hawkesbury River, which was stolen from the Darug and Darkenjung people. And among other things, Mary Reby was instrumental in founding Australia's first bank, the ah. Bank of New South Wales, which was set up in her house. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. She died a millionaire. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not seeing anything that really tells me that she should be on the $20 note here. Like, were, they, were we running low on people? <laughs> a convict turned Maybe. banker. I don't know if that's like the story that we want to have. I think that's good. Uh, What's well, rags to riches? I, I, my question. My question was: When she was uh, transported for stealing a horse, did mm. she get to bring the horse with her that yeah. she stole on the boat? I'd like to think so. And maybe next time, <laughs> maybe. steal a steal a better horse, so you can yeah, get, you away. get away. Steal a faster horse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, get away. She's kind of, I guess, the, you know, the colonial um, Gina Reinhart, maybe. Okay, let's go with that. Yeah, absolutely. That's what they called her. <laughs> and no one knew what that meant. <laughs> yeah, they were ahead of their time, weren't they? <laughs> That's you and your DeLorean missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, question number nine. How many children does the former New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet have? Yes. Yes. This is or Perrottet. Is it Perrottet or Perrottet? Perrottet. It's definitely Perrottet. I do is know it? the answer to this. You do? He has six children. You don't know the answer to this. He has oh. seven children, doesn't he? He has seven children. Does he? he just had a new one. Yeah, yeah. He just had a new one for him to list. Mother. Time with. Oh, that is. <laughs> when did he? Uh, when did they have that? 
recently, a couple of months ago, I want to say. Maybe yeah, it's a baby. It's a good brand new. Little yeah, baby. yeah. It's not taller than know... its mum. <laughs> not, not taller than his mum. Okay. Do you, do you know any of their names? There is a Charlotte in there. There is a Charlotte in there. Uh, I believe there's another Charlotte. <laughs> there's not another Charlotte. There's one Charlotte, but there is another girl's name that starts with C. A Clementine. Chloe. Nowhere near. Oh. Celeste. Okay. Celeste. Celeste Perrottet. There's two names that start with A. Alexander and Alistair. And Adolf. <laughs> Out of vogue, I'm telling you. Take yeah. it from me. <laughs> Not Adolf. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, that his children's names are Celeste, Beatrice, Annabelle, Charlotte, Amelia, Harriet, and William. William's the new one. I yeah, think. there you go. He's He's quite pretty names mom. in there. There you go. Yeah, they're nice. They're mm. sure. Why not? All right, we're up to the final question. Okay. Hey, we've done pretty well, haven't we? You've done very well. I think you've, you. you've yeah, you've got them all thus far. Excellent. Let's see if you can get this one as well. Yes. Jamie Lee Curtis last month won a Best Supporting Actress Oscar. Name her father and mother who were both Oscar nominees. Yes. Yes. Do you yes. know this? I do. Yeah. Do you? Uh, Rich, Richard Curtis. No, uh, really? Ron Curtis. Oh, uh, her father was Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis. Uh, that's what. His I mean. real name is Bernie Schwartz. What? And his real name is Bernie Schwartz. No, is it? Yes, pretty sure. And his mum was Janet Lee, but she wasn't L E E. It was L I E L E I G H. And of course, she's famous for being psycho, Alfred Hitchcock's psycho, and being murdered in the shower. Very well done. Yeah, yeah, and you are right. I had no idea that Tony Curtis's real name was Bernard Schwartz. <laughs> it doesn't have quite the same ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is, wow, you've, look, you you've go. opened my eyes to that. Head full of crap, my friend, head full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's good crap, though. Ah, Do you know what they were nominated for? What, or or oh. can you do an impression of Tony Curtis? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do know. There are your two options. Okay, cool. I do remember in Some Like It Hot when Tony Curtis does his carry ground and 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 then Jack Lemon says, nobody talks like that. <laughs> he's making fun of his impression of Cary Grant. Yeah. That's my impression of Tony Curtis doing an impression of Cary Grant. Brilliant. You've led me on a very merry dance, a very merry dance indeed. Which people don't really say. No, <laughs> no. not at all, ever. Uh, he was nominated for Best Actor at the Academy Awards mm. for the Defiant Ones. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. Mm. What was Janet Lee? Did you say Janet Lee was nominated too? Yeah, let me have a look. Surely it's not Psycho because she's hardly in it. She's only in it for the first ten or fifteen minutes, isn't she? Yeah, that would be that would be kind of weird, wouldn't it? Or maybe yeah. supporting. It was. It was Best oh, Supporting it? Actress for Psycho. Um, Psycho. Yeah, right. Well, thank you, fellas. Thank you so much for doing the quiz. Did we get 10 out of 10? Yeah, yeah so I'll, I'll give you 10 out of 10. With all the bonus. The Perite. The Perite were a bit off, I thought. Oh, yeah. Spoiled again. Yeah. Perite. But your shows, Adam, you're on at the Cooper's Inn. Yes. You're doing 12 shows only from the 11th to the 23rd of April. That is correct. Yes, yes. I just yes. Uh, had to check my dates, but yes. Uh, <laughs> 8, 10 p.m., come along. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Excellent. There will be links in the show notes uh, if anyone wants to 
to go along, and you should all go along and see it. Please. And Stephen, you've already started. Yes. And you're playing at Acme in Fed Square from now and also until the 23rd. That's right. 6 p.m. Tuesdays to Sundays, Swinburne Studio, Acme. Come on down. We'll have a great time. Nobody talks like that. (laughs) Thank you so much, fellas. Thanks very much, Doug. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you to my guests this week, Stephen Hall and Adam Rosenbachs. There are simply too many shows in this year's comedy festival to see them all, but you should definitely see both of theirs. Stephen Hall in Letters from My Heroes and Adam Rosenbachs in High Functioning Idiot. Also, don't forget about my guests from last week, Gillian Cosgriff and Gabby Bolt. Thanks, as always, to Cindy McDonald for giving me these questions before they go to print. This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people. I pay my respects to their elders past and present. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.